With supply chains becoming more complex, you need to stay on top of the latest logistics developments. So if you work with logistics, you need the Beyond the Box podcast from Maersk. It's the easy way to keep up to date with everything from digital disruption and logistics to the need for supply chain resilience in today's market. Find out more and keep ahead of the game with the Beyond the Box podcast on logistics insights at maersk.com slash insights. Before we get into the episode, I just wanted to say that we launched our new and improved newsletter. Every other week, we send you a short email jam-packed with actionable advice from the lives of our founders alongside other exclusive content. Basically, it's your toolkit to become a better leader. If you'd like to get in on the ground floor, visit findingfounders.co slash subscribe or check the link in the show notes. All right, let's get into it. I'm here with Jay Clue, a conservationist here in Cabo San Lucas. And today we're going to talk about something a little different, graffiti. Specifically, how medieval black letter, a type of font, became a part of Mexican culture and how it became the building block of modern graffiti. And I know what you're thinking because I had these questions myself. Medieval font, modern graffiti style. How did those two have any connection whatsoever, especially after being centuries apart? I was definitely perplexed, but I'll let Jay explain it all from here. It starts with just taking that leap. Man, you have to work hard. You have to be incredibly smart. Choose something that even if it fails, even if it fails you are going to be proud of. It doesn't matter how badly you got beaten. Be kind, be kind, be kind. Become a better person, a better leader, a better business. Go for that. <laughs> I'm Samuel Donner. And this is Finding Founders. If you look at the letter forms, like, for instance, if you were to just take them and overlap them on top of each other, you start to see that the brush strokes and everything like that are very similar to the same kind of like, quote unquote, brush strokes that you find in graffiti. What, what do you mean? So when you say letter form. It's, it's actually more like an actual line of evolution, like from medieval, say, style graffiti, or you can even go further back than that. What we have today, you can follow that evolution all the way back to something 500 years ago. You can actually see the letters morphing, like in how they're changed, but there's a lot of steps in between. It's not just like one to the other. For me, I, you hit this wall, like I hit this wall when I was working on this. Basically, you get into like the medieval era and like these times and all of a sudden, you know, you have this big gap, you know what I mean, like a missing link, and you're like, and then all of a sudden graffiti starts forming in the U.S. And you start to figure out like, okay, well, we can trace some, you know, modern graffiti, starting in like, say, Philadelphia and New York, depending which story you want to believe. But then you start to actually trace that back and how that moved, and that wasn't really the birthplace of it. The birthplace is like, if depending what you want to classify as graffiti, it comes from the Cholo gangs in Southern California. And a lot of their letters, like which they still, many of them use the similar letter form today, are what inspired a lot of the letter forms that you found in New York, like in this. And that's, you know, years before. Like when? Like 40, 1940s oh, wow. and stuff okay. like that. You're talking like 40 years, 30 years before you start to really get this explosion in Philadelphia, the New York with cornbread and Philly and New York City and la la la, Taki and all that stuff. So you, you kind of hit this missing link and it's like, all right, well, why did they do this? Why did the cholos? Yeah, do? like why the, the cholo well, gangs and I mean, stuff like my, that? I mean, my thought would would be 
is it is it really the evolution of a letter form and not the need to conform existing letter forms to a new tool, which is spray paint? Like when was spray paint invented? Right, because graffiti was graffiti before spray paint because you had markers. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, spray paint, I can't tell you when it was invented. I don't remember off the top of my head. <laughs> 1949, Edward Seymour. They were doing the letters before then, the Cholo guys. But you do see, like, when with graffiti moves to spray paint, you do see the evolution for spray paint because spray painting is like, you know, you have a different movement, different flow, you know, because you're using paint, you know, aerosol. And so what is the missing link? One day while doing some research in the university library, I was I came across a book called Mexican Black Letter, um, which is written by a master's student a few years before me. The, the book is about the, the cultural heritage between the you know, black letter form of typography that you find in Mexico and how that ties into the culture and why um, the researcher believed that it's tied deeply into the culture. And when I started to read that and read her book and understand that, like, wow, like I didn't know, you know, the first printing press in the Americas was in Mexico. These different things that what? I would never yeah, <laughs> is the first books ever print, first book ever printed in the Americas was in the in Mexico. It was printed by the Spanish by a Spanish like a bishop, and they were printing like mainly like religious texts. So they were doing it in these like kind of like medieval black letter styles that you find from Europe back in this time frame in the fifteen hundreds and all that stuff. You find this weird cultural kind of thing around it within Mexican culture over the years. And it kind of becomes where you'll see it for things that you just it doesn't belong. Like it's like second birthday and it's like, wow, like and you're like, that's pretty thugged out. Like, you know what I mean, like in our eyes, but like in a cultural point, it's kind of like, you know, it, it's meant to be fancy and elegant. Really interesting research. So, but this sparked this idea in me, and I was like, "Wait, the Cholo games came from Mexico." You know what I mean? So they like, would it then be not true? Like, they took this cultural idea, this heritage, with them when they moved to California, and they started doing placas and things like that on the streets and all that. And you kind of now had this connection. You know what I mean? That you could follow through and connect it all. That is so sick. So there you have it. From medieval Spain to the streets of Los Angeles, medieval black letter typography became more than just some font. It became a part of Mexican and Mexican-American culture. As a result of centuries under Spanish colonial rule, the Mexican people adopted medieval black letter and made it their own. It would make its way to Southern California via Mexican immigrants who sought a better life and better opportunities in the United States. From there, black letter would become the foundation and inspiration of modern graffiti style beginning in the 1940s and be associated with the Cholo gangs of Southern California who tagged walls and created their own subculture and art. The beauty of all this is that it's the cultural continuation of black letter. This new black letter inspired graffiti style would go on to influence East Coast graffiti in New York City and Philadelphia in the 1980s and would continue to evolve and inspire artists in the street art community. And it all started with a printing press. Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't already, make sure to subscribe, rate the podcast five stars, and share with a friend. If you have any questions or comments, DM us at Finding Founders Podcast on Instagram, LinkedIn, or Facebook. Finding Founders is produced and hosted by me, Samuel Donner. Our chief of staff and operations is Jessica Lynn. Our audio editing team lead is Adrian Tapia. Support from... 
Matt Fernandez, Sophia Donner, Aaron Devereaux, Nicholas Guzman, Ashley Jimenez, Tomas Renteria, Nathan Tower, Callan Turnbull, Lauren Yamada, and Maura Lynch. Our outreach and research lead is Ankita Nambiar, with support from Miriam Arden, Sarah Hobson, Lisa Le, Kenny Ong, Melody Sopani, Cherise Tan, and Marie Vaughn. Our writing team lead is Elizabeth Bowen with support from Natalie Agnew, Abigail Azardia, Elise Caldwell, Harrison Duffy, Alexandra Huntalis Adams, Kylie McCreary, Beatrice Phillips, and Virna Seminario. Our design team lead is Shruti Ramanand with support from Sohail Amatya, Tiffany Dang, Anna Rivelli, and Allison Wong. The video editing team is Eli Lawrence with support from Melanie Mack and Linda Tapia. To see more of what we're up to, subscribe to our newsletter at findingfounders.co. Thanks again for listening and see you next week.